0: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here is your host, Rob Fontenot.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I have a very, very special guest today, uh, Emmy award-winning Spanish broadcaster for your Houston Astros, Francisco Romero, Francisco. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Well, thanks for the introduction. I'm going to have to send you a blank check for that one. Thanks for inviting (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) So just a heads up, Francisco is driving. uh, You're heading back
0: home from uh, Minute Maid Park? Exactly. We broadcast the games uh, at Minute Maid Park. They have a setup for us because uh, with this pandemic, we're not allowed to travel to any of the cities. So we have to broadcast from uh, Minute Maid Park.
1: All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this game. Uh, but first, let's let's talk about yesterday's real quick. What what, what was your take on last night's game?
0: Look, uh, last night we see from Valdez, who is uh, out for big things in the future. We have to talk about right now because uh, the Astros are, are are playing for the American League Championship. But what I can take away is that um, the guys have to start hitting a little bit more. Our pitching has worked. Our starting pitcher has worked so far. But we need to start hitting. The Astros need to start hitting just like they did against the Twins and against the A's. And uh, it's a team that has a very good chance. The experience just showed up in uh, the first and second series. So it needs to start showing here against the great uh, Tampa Bay Rays team.
1: Okay, so let's get into this game. Uh, one of the biggest stories of the day would have to be Jose Altuve's error. He had two, but that one that eventually led to the three-run homer is kind of the headline of the story today,
0: wouldn't you think? It is. It has to be, first of all, because Altuve didn't make a throwing error the whole season. And today he makes two. One of them is crucial. And uh, they hit it for a home run, three-run homer. And after that, they couldn't do much uh, against McCullers until the end. But that one has to hurt, especially because of uh, the ability that Altuve has uh, throwing the ball, and also Guriel. Guriel doesn't miss a lot of balls on, at first base.
1: Yeah, there was quite the debate on Twitter uh, whether, or I mean, uh, I was going to say Urquiti, whether Yuli Guriel should have caught that. And my opinion is he probably should have caught it, but overall, it's not his fault that the throw was bad. So, overall, I I do blame Altuve.
0: And I tell my partner, Alex Raminio, he would have made it. He makes that catch 99 out of 100 times. And and the other thing is the way the ball was thrown. I don't know if you ever played first base or not, but when you pick up those balls, if it's coming fast, you know that you put the glove uh, down and up real quick. This ball wasn't thrown that hard, so you have to wait a little bit more, although the ball came in and out.
1: Yeah, it was just a weird play. I can't believe that he missed it. And it happened again, uh, but we'll get to that later. But the, the to me, the story of this game, besides Altuve, is left on base. The Astros left 11 runners on base. You start in the first inning, they had two on with only one out. And then Bregman had that very unlucky line-out. I mean, he scorched the ball, and it just went straight to the defender. Uh Tucker struck out. So right away, we got a little action going, you know, but a misfortunate hit, a strikeout. We didn't play any runs. Uh, and then you go to the bottom of the first. There's two outs and one on. Choi reaches on the air by Altuve, and then that is the – Manuel Margot, three-run homer that uh, put the Rays up three to zero, and that's all the runs they would need uh, winning four to two. Uh, how What? How was your play called on that on the radio on that one?
0: Uh, it was heartbreaking, <laughs> the home run, if you mean the home run, it was heartbreaking because there's uh, in Spanish we have sayings. They're called cabalas. Like, for instance, after the big fall comes a big strikeout. After the big error comes a big hit. And it happened. So, you know, we talked about that, and, and, and sure enough, it happened. And, you know, it's our uh, part of our baseball culture that we go through those sayings that a lot of the times come true. And so that that, that was part of our, our call on that, that play. But going back to what you're saying of uh, the runners on base, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Astros have left 20 men, uh, 21 men on base in the last two games.
1: It seems like they've lost, left a lot of them, and it it's sort of. I heard the stat on TV today, and I think it was around. I even told my wife this. It was sixteen. I think the the uh, Rays relief pitchers have inherited sixteen runners on base, and that none of them scored.
0: Yeah, that's one of their signature. Uh, themes I would like to say for the season for the race, as they you know it's no secret their their relievers are, are 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 very good and, and though it, that is a stat I, I I don't have it in front of me but if you say so I believe it in. and and I mean they've done a very good job uh, doing that.
1: So you go to the top of the second inning, the Astros had runners on second and third with two outs. I believe. Yuli Gurriel had that double. It was the uh, ground rule double. Do you think we could have played it a run
0: there if it wouldn't have went over the fence? Maybe. The run wouldn't have scored, I think. I don't think the run would have scored. So I think, you know, the runners would have stayed in the same place. But, again, uh, whether they would have scored or not, you have runners on base that were left on base. So that's another example of what uh, the race pitching were able to do to hold the runners without scoring for the Astros
1: yeah so usually somebody will make an amazing play in the outfield and then they'll come up in the next inning and make a great hit but this time it was backwards Manuel Margot had that beautiful three-run homer and then he comes back to make that beautiful catch where he fell over the fence uh what kind of call was that on the radio that's pretty exciting play for y'all well, it was
0: exciting for them. <laughs> I, I'm glad that he's. I'm glad that he's okay. That was our first thing. I hope he's not hurt. I mean, it doesn't matter who he plays for. Well, the safety is first, and we were hoping he wasn't hurt. And luckily, he wasn't hurt. But that hurt us. <laughs> that hurt the Astros in regards to taking away a chance to bat on a foul ball that was perfectly played. And you got to give him credit. I mean, where credit is due, he made an outstanding play. That was another key play because who's batting? I believe it was spring or something. Uh, you know, yeah. he caught that ball and he put the bat away from him. So, I mean, credit to 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 the race, but that, that really hurt.
1: Yeah, that was a big play. Uh, then you go to the next inning. Altuve with a leadoff single and then nothing. A strikeout, ground out, fly out. And then, uh, so you go to the bottom of the third, and we have the second throwing error by Altuve, and then a single, and the uh, Rays have two on with no outs. And I'm thinking this is the beginning of the end, but Lance McCullers Jr. comes through, and he gets the next three guys out. Uh, What a great performance by Lance McCullers Jr. in that inning.
0: I think uh, in the latter innings, he struck out seven in three innings, I believe. In those latter innings, he ended up with, I believe, eleven strikeouts. But what a great performance! As you said, I don't want to get ahead of myself in in, in how you are uh, going along in this podcast. But uh, you know, we got to talk about Brigman's uh, hit balls at one point in time, which really he hit the ball hard, but he couldn't get anybody at home. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, so I'm staying in order here.
0: Okay, and- okay we'll go back with you. <laughs> sure. Your pattern huh?
1: her? Yeah, I got I got the old pattern here. Uh, so anyway, so that was another guy left on base. So that's about five so far. You go to the top of the fourth. Yuli was hit by a pitch. Maldonado walked with two outs. So uh, Springer comes up again. You know, with two runners on, on second. And the bottom of the fourth, we had yeah. So seven. So after four innings. The Astros left seven runners on base, so that was sort of the theme of the game and you know, they started early,
0: seven seven already after four. Yes, and the thing there is that they were getting on base as you all have described on Charlie Morton. You you think that uh no one is gonna get on base on Uncle Charlie, but uh, one of the things that is that uh, if somebody knows Charlie as Brent Strom and, and and the Astros saw Uh, you're thinking, yeah, we're going to get him at any time right now. But uh, like you said, seven men on base up until that point.
1: So Charlie Morton, so two games in a row, the Astros get the Rays starter uh, to last only five innings. Morton's final line was five hits and one walk after five innings, no runs allowed and five strikeouts. But with the Rays team, you know, getting to their bullpen really isn't that much of an advantage because they have a really good bullpen. Uh, so we're down three to zero. Carlos Correa, the hottest player for the Astros, with a home run. And before that, I believe it was Tucker's second uh, long ball to the uh, warning track. So Tucker got pretty close to making
0: it three to two there. I thought that one, that one was set uh, gone. I thought that one had a chance, but. It it, You know, it was a little bit short. But, yeah, now when you see Carlos Correa come up and get that big hit, everybody got pumped up. And I'm like, yes, this is what we needed. We can get to the bullpen. We got to the ace bullpen, which uh, is not as effective as the race, but uh, that was also part of their signature season. And so I thought, yeah, this is uh, something uh, that they're going to start and something good.
1: So we go – we talked about this before we came on air. Nothing happened in the seventh or eighth. Uh, Lance McCullers ended with seven innings, four runs on four hits, and 11 big strikeouts. Uh, Scrub pitched the eighth inning. He had a couple of strikeouts, and uh, he did great. So you go to the top of the ninth, the Astros actually have a big rally. And it seemed to me like Yuli Gurriel, besides those two missed catches, he had a pretty decent day after taking quite a bit of slander. Uh, but he had a single. Reddick had a single. And those are two guys you're not really expecting anything from. Diaz comes in with an amazing pinch hit single. And we got the bases loaded. And tell everybody what happens when George Springer comes up once again.
0: Oh, that double play just hurt. He has the after-scored run. But that one also hurt because we know George is playoff George or playoff Springer or playoff George Springer. And we needed that big hit. Unfortunately, that, that double play just uh, – just, just. Uh, we, we, we like to call it a, a bucket of cold water. I don't know if it rhymes in English, but in Spanish it surely is uh, – it rhymes.
1: I guess to me, I mean, I'm no expert, and I didn't play baseball very deep into my life. But my – and I guess he got a good pitch to hit. But I guess I was just thinking, just be patient. You know, you 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 got excited, swung at the first pitch. Maybe you could
0: have got a better pitch to hit. I don't know. Did it look like that was a good pitch for him to swing on? But you know what? You gotta give credit to Springer because if we look back at Springer, he's very, he has been very, uh, has had a lot of success in first pitches. Because if you look at his history, he his home runs in the the first inning, on first pitches, he has a lot of uh, success on it. And now, if you look at it. Uh, you have a, a reliever who throws the heat, and he's probably going to come in with the heater for a strike. So maybe that's what he was waiting for. But you're right. After all that had happened, it, be a little patient. And you know what? The, the the batters after him were patient, and it paid off.
1: Yeah, so right after that, Altuve and Brantley both walk, and I think it was eight straight balls. And, and so after the double play, your balloon's deflated. You're thinking, well, that's it. you know. And then you get these two walks. This guy can't seem to find the strike zone. The Astros have the bases loaded with two outs. And you have Alex Bregman up. I mean, he's got to be one of the three or four guys that you want up in this position. And I think he swung on the first pitch, and
0: he flied out to center. Yeah, you know what, I, and I don't want, I mean, I work for the Astros. I want the Astros to win. That got me excited. I thought that ball was going to carry. I'm like, yeah, he hit it. And, and the, the and the reason I thought it was going to carry two things first, because the pitcher had given two walks, so he had to come to the strike zone. He has to find the strike zone. He's got to establish it. And so I, I thought, well, good idea of swinging right away and, uh, you know, having the ball fly. I thought it was gone, but unfortunately it wasn't.
1: No, it I, it was going pretty good. I mean, the Astros, I think they got some hits today that were sailing out in Los Angeles. I don't know if there's different atmosphere there and the ball wasn't carrying as much, uh, but I think that's kind of what led to the, uh, a, a bunch of runs there in Los Angeles. But overall, it was a great comeback in the ninth inning, a little too late. You know, the Astros only scored two runs, but they had ten hits. And they had two errors, one of them costly, one for eight. Runners in scoring position, they left 11 guys on. The Tampa Bay Rays played Tampa Bay baseball. They scored four runs on four hits. They only had a runner in scoring position four times. And and Lance McCullers pitched so well. They, they only left three runners on base. I mean, if it wasn't for that home run, you're looking at a win.
0: Exactly. You're looking at a win. And I think the Astros had the right combination. But, again, those errors kill you in the postseason. Defense is so crucial. And sometimes we take that for granted. A lot of times we do. But uh, look at all they did. Look at the third baseman. Even Jim and Choi spreading his legs like a, you know, ballerina and, and and picking up those balls. He did he did great, so you got to give him credit for the defense. But the Astros are, are not by any means gone, or nor the Astros were embarrassed in no way, shape, or form. McCullers, as you mentioned, pitched a great ball game. Uh, I mean, his curveball was working. At one point in time, like in three innings, he struck out seven. Uh, so there, there's a lot of hope in there. But you go back to what you said. And the race, play the race baseball to win the game.
1: So tomorrow's game is, uh, do you know what time the game is? I'm sure you do. It's you seven o'clock, it.
0: huh? At seven <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And you all know right. what? They just announced the time, uh,
1: earlier today. So you being from Mexico, right? Yes. So how big of a hero is Jose Arquiti in Mexico?
0: Well, he's getting bigger and bigger. And, and, uh, Now, at the stage that we're at, if he wins a game and the Astros advance to the World Series, believe me, he's going to become a bigger hero. And I think in November, uh, for uh, the Mexican Revolution uh, uh, anniversary, he's going to be maybe in the parade in Mexico City. And so that's what happens to athletes because it's an athletic parade. And so if he wins tomorrow, we get to the World Series, this guy is going to be huge. Last year... He won that game in Washington, and he became, uh, you know, very big. But uh, uh, right now he visited the president of Mexico. And so the president, check this out, the president of Mexico loves baseball. The president of Mexico was taking batting practice and talking about Urquidy and the Astros winning at a hall. That's how big Urquidy is (laughs) getting.
1: So another thing I want to bring up to you is uh, the passing of Joe Morgan. That happened today. And they also talked about that on the broadcast, about how many uh, Hall of Famers have passed away this year. I guess Whitey Ford earlier in the week
0: and now uh, Joe Morgan. Did you ever have a chance to meet Joe Morgan? Yes, I did. What, a couple years ago when the first uh – a introduction to the Astros Hall of Fame was, I have pictures that I took of Joe Morgan during the press conference and I, I got to speak to him a little bit, not not a lot. Uh, on the English side, um, Robert wrote a, a nice anecdote on Twitter. Everybody should take a look at that. It's pretty cool of when he met Joe Morgan and interviewed him. I did get to meet him. I shook his hand and I talked just a little bit with him, but I remember Joe Morgan in the early 70s, the big red machine. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I was a little kid. I, I used to call myself, uh, uh Frank Rose for Pete Rose. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Morgan was in that team, So I've known about Morgan throughout my whole, as long as I can remember, like in baseball. And, and so I used to watch him on his broadcast. And, and so uh, he, he's a very big, uh, guy, especially for Houston. He played for the Colt 45. So mm-hmm. he's, he's he, and, 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 you know, it was an honor meeting him during that induction ceremony for the Astros Hall of Fame.
1: Well, you said you didn't want to date yourself. Um, I was born in 71, and I think I was in kindergarten or somewhere around there. Uh And the big red machine was winning all these games. And I remember my dad really liked them. And so I remember all of that. I mean, I was Uh, a little kid,
0: but I remember it. Yeah, I mean, I used to live in Nogales at that time in Mexico, but we watched the game of the week, and, you know, the Reds were, were huge. They were, they were big, and, and so I, I remember him very well also. So what radio station
1: can uh, everyone listen to the Spanish broadcast on?
0: Well, with the technology nowadays, you can hear us throughout the whole world in Houston, and around Houston, it's at 8.50 a.m., it's uh, La Ranchera Deportes, and also through the MOB app, download it, and you can hear our games. So when you go to the
1: MLB app and you, you hear, uh, Ford and Sparky, there's, there's a way I can listen to the Spanish broadcast.
0: Yeah. There's the option to hear, uh, Houston and it's ESP for Espanol. So you just click on the on next to, to the English uh, broadcast. So we're right there with it.
1: Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll make a deal with you. You tell me what inning you're going to say hello
0: to me and I'll be on there listening to you. No, we'll do this. You tell me what ending you're listening, and then I'll say it. Okay. So, yeah, because <laughs> then, then I'll check Twitter. You have my phone number, too. So just send me a text. And uh, once you're listening, just tell me who to give a shout-out to, and, and we'll do it in Spanish. See, All see, right. See if you like that.
1: <laughs> All right. That sounds perfect. Well, Francisco, I appreciate
0: you coming on. Uh, what was it, Frank Rose? Frank Rose, that was my, <laughs> <laughs> my kid. That was my name during uh, uh, my, my you know, when I was a kid playing yeah. ball at the at Frank Rose.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you this, now that we're talking about uh, Pete Rose. I mean, you're not really talking about Pete Rose, but, you know, we, we both know you are. Do you think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I think so.
0: Yes. I mean, I think, uh, I'll be totally honest, what he did on the field is... Uh, what he did on the field was amazing. Uh, and, and when I, I used to coach baseball, and I would tell the kids, even before all this happened, if you want to do good on the field, you want to play good baseball, just watch videos of Pete Rose. Cause, and I even asked Alex, because Alex played uh, against him, and, and Alex caught uh, Pete Rose when, when Pete Rose was, was batting. And he tells me all these uh, amazing things about his batting stance, about how he Uh, you know, swung the bat. So baseball wise, I think he deserves to be in the hall of fame. And I read a few things that he met with a new commissioner and that he was still gambling, but that's, that's another story. So maybe, maybe he doesn't, that doesn't apply to being in baseball right now, but he surely deserves to be in the hall of fame.
1: I believe they're sort of punishing him by keeping him out for a while. But I, I, I'm i with you. I think he deserves to be in no matter what he did. You know, you've got you to gotta reward him for what he did on the field. And in my opinion, they need to do it before he passes away. He's got to know that he's in. Uh, but let me ask you this one. I always have this question as well. What about
0: Barry Bonds? Uh, Barry Bonds, too. I mean, I, I, th- I think Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because it's so hard to hit a ball. I mean, I never experienced it in Major League Baseball. And in regards to the use of steroids, I'm no doctor. But the reality from what I've heard from a lot of all my years in broadcasting is that it's a tough sport every single day. And most of these guys didn't use it to get big or to hit home runs. They would use it to heal faster, which is also was also illegal because you can't use it. So, uh, I mean, it, it's illegal to use it. Because they, they, they heal faster than someone who doesn't use this. Therefore, they have more at-bats. Therefore, there's an advantage. But, uh, but I think Barry Bonds, uh, also what he did was, was amazing now. Uh, what he did was, was illegal and it, it, it probably, you don't want kids to go that route and use, uh, steroids without, uh, you know, um, with a medical advice. So on that end, I, I, I get it. I wouldn't want my kids doing something that would hurt their themselves and their health later on in life. And so, But what he did on the field is amazing. I, I, if I had a vote, I would vote for, for Barry Bonds to go into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, you can compare Barry Bonds to what the Astros did in 2017. Uh, he didn't need to do what he did to be great, and just like the Astros didn't need to do what they did. But speaking of that season and the Astros, one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you go. I know you got to go rest. Uh, someone else is trending today. AJ Hinch. There's, it's kind of rumors going around. Some, uh, Dallas Keuchel tweeted about something. Uh, as soon as the world series is over, his and, uh, Luno's suspensions are over, but there's rumors that he may go manage the White Sox. Do you think anyone's going to hire A.J. Hinch?
0: Well, you know what? I, I think someone will because it's not only the White Sox, but the Tigers are – there's been rumors that Detroit is also looking for him. I mean, uh, again, the key word here is rumor, so I don't – I have no firsthand knowledge of it in any way, shape, or form. But I think he, he will manage somewhere, and I think Alex Cora will also manage somewhere, and – uh Jeff Luno, you know, he, he may also work for somebody in the near future, but uh, they're talking about him a lot. Now, like you and I, we really don't know what's really going on, but once you hear rumors, it's because somebody mentioned them, and Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few days.
1: Is Dusty Baker doing a good job of the Astros, in your opinion? I think
0: he is. And Dusty Baker, from what I've seen, I haven't seen him from close because we're not allowed to get close to them. But uh, he's, uh, you know, his experience managing. And when we interview him through Zoom and and hearing his Zoom interviews, it's amazing like uh, the quotes that he gives us in terms of knowledge. And you think about it. Now, if he talks to us like that, to the media, uh, how do you think he's going to talk to his players? And I think the players are really uh, absorbing uh, Dusty Baker's knowledge. And, you know, they asked him, you know, what do you think of coming back to Dodger Stadium? He said, well, this was my home. This is like home to me. So there's no hiding anything. He's out in the open. He's very real. And I think players appreciate that.
1: All right, Francisco. I know I said I would let you go five minutes ago, but now it's time. I'll let you go. I do appreciate you coming on, and I will be listening to you tomorrow. Tomorrow is – uh Mexico Day for the Astros. We'll be listening to your Spanish broadcast. We'll have Jose Urquidy on the mound. And that's it. I appreciate it.
0: No, thank you very much. I hope I wasn't a bust in your podcast. And uh, uh, we'll be talking soon. And, yes, let me know when you're listening to us, and I'll give you a great shout-out.
1: All right, thank you. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Francisco for joining me. And we will see you next time on Astros Baseball.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe, so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.